listening to Seen the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 2020's animation, Soul, directed by Pete Docter and starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who are really good at jazzing. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. This episode, we are talking about 2020's Soul, the recent release uh, from Pixar. So if you haven't seen the film yet, we're going to be talking about some plot spoilers. And we're just probably going to have a bit of a ramble and see where this one goes. But if you haven't seen it yet, turn off now. If you have seen it, welcome back. Well, we've all seen it recently. Uh, So let's go straight over to uh, John. John, what are your thoughts on Soul? Um, really good. Yeah. So I watched it just when it came out, just after, just after Christmas last year, 2020, um, watched it again for this and yeah, it's just a really nice movie, is it? It doesn't have like that classic, like, it's not just like every second is a laugh kind of like some other Pixar films are, but it's got a really nice message. Uh, it's, it's like maybe like my new favorite, like Sunday film, maybe like it's, it's kind of in that category. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a nice message. Like it's a film about, uh, he says it in the film, doesn't he? Like if you, if you died today, what would you be remembered for? Or something like that. So it's a film about, <laughs> yeah, like purpose and living for your passions and your desires rather than like the money and the paycheck and the career that he that he that he sets aside for that um which is a nice message in our sort of like career obsessed consumerist world it's just like a nice just sort of be true to yourself message so yeah i like it nice man al what are your thoughts on this one yeah it's funny john mentioned sunday afternoon film because yeah i watched it on boxing day it was like the big it was the big disney plus christmas day release right and uh, i i i've said it before when we did wally what I love about Pixar is the spirit of their films. I feel they need, they, they acknowledge that the emotion they require in order to connect you in animation is almost more than if it was a live action film. And they, they have this real Capra spirit. And I did, I did, I haven't loved, loved a Pixar film for a while, maybe. Um, and this came along and I, I'd say it's an, it, I'd say it's almost it's almost one of their best, you know. Like it's a it's it's a prime example of the spirit of Pixar. Um, I, it had me at the title, you know what I mean. And every little bit I saw about it, I loved the stylization of New York. While it felt very real, but stylized, um, and you know, had me crying at the end and had a lovely message. You know, I, I I don't know how I feel about like sort of the whole rules of the universe being broken for this one guy by the end, but. Mm. I do enjoy a last shot when I don't realise I'm on the last shot until it's already cut to black. And it had me on that. Yeah, like like Whiplash did it. Um, You know, Carlito's way, you don't realise you're in the death scene until it's too late. Perfect, Um, yeah. I didn't know I was on the last shot until... I was like, it's going to cut. And it did. And it, it had me at the end. Yeah. Single tear down the cheek, Christmas tree. Perfect. Oh, Christmas tears. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had them. All right, Joe. What about you, man? Not much to add, really. Big, big fan. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it felt like Pixar. For some reason to me, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, Pixar, the back. This is them yeah, back yeah, exactly. in a big way. Um, it's not like they ever you know, went away. So I don't know why I, I felt that way, but, but it, it felt like a, it felt like a great Pixar film within five minutes of it being on, you know? Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Like, that's what I meant. It sort of felt like a great Pixar film when I saw the title and like the logo. Do you know what I mean? I knew it was about music and 
soul. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? I, I sort of thought this is going to be one. There's one thing you haven't mentioned, which is, yeah, the music blew me away. I thought it was amazing. Well, listen, man, I mean, I've loved Nine Inch Nails for many, many years. And to see how far Trent Reznor has come, uh, I think he smashed it out with the social network was one of the first things he sort of branched out to in terms of film scores. But my God, if there's anything that ever proved that he was an absolute genius at music, it, it's... It's it's this yet again. It's he big, has the ability. It's a big year for him, isn't it? Because he's just done Mank as well, which yeah. which is obviously being talked about a lot. I thought the um, music to Mank was superb. Yeah, like I, lo- I mean, obviously we had a chat about Mank. I I thought you know we're not doing Mank today, so I'll make this very quick. I thought it really, I thought it was great, like an amazing throwback in terms of how technically they achieved it to feel real that it was made then, um, and the music was a big part of that. Anyway. Carry on. Yeah, totally. I mean, but also what's, in, what's nice about this as well, they um, they trusted and uh, included Herbie uh, Hancock for sort of jazz realism and what they wanted to do and make sure they actually got... So I think that led, this film is what I consider from Pixar serious film. Like, you've all touched on it. Yeah. Good message. You know, it, it has real poignant moments. Uh, there are a couple of gaps that you think, oh, wow, great beyond, great before. Well, Go with it, go with it. Mm. But overall, yeah, man, it was great to see that. I think you're right, Joe. For some reason, it felt like, right, I feel comfortable in this Pixar vehicle. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, it's Pete Doctor is the one, right? Like Pete Doherty. (laughs) Yeah, well... You know, that's, oh, that's, that's, another, that's, another, that's another story, oh, baby. Uh, oh, where am I? No, just like Monsters, Inc., one of the greatest last shots ever. Up, probably my favourite Pixar film. Um, and now out. this, I'd say they're my three mm. favourites, kind of, you know, ish. And um, it's, I, do, I, I know what you mean, Joe, they were never really gone, but this feels like a tentpole again. This feels what they're about. Well, it's interesting, uh, Soul, because their last few movies have all kind of, or some of their last few movies have all kind of been about the same thing. So this is about like legacy and leaving your legacy and being true to your heart. Onward and Coco are about pretty much the same thing as well. So they've done three films in the last four years that are all roughly about the same thing. So they're clearly trying to get this like message across in multiple films. I think, yeah, I think yeah. there, there, there are certain, since... Since you know Disney Pixar, I think there are there to me there are definitely uh, you know there's there's a set of films like Onward uh, that feels and and to me like Brave that feels like a Disney ver- you know a Disney version of a Pixar film and then, I then agree there's the occasional yeah. one like this that feels like it is you know proper Pixar. Yeah, Coco maybe I thought that was like I thought that was excellent, but it didn't. It didn't elevate to be like a tentpole Pixar film for me. No. I know what you mean. Like the, I haven't, I haven't seen Onward, but boy, oh boy, did the visuals not appeal to me. Um, Onward isn't as good, but it, it's got a very similar message to this. It's not as good. It's not as, it's not as slick. It's not the writing isn't as good. It's not just the visuals. The writing um, is not really up there. Like the the relationship between the two main characters isn't really that sort of charming or interesting. I totally agree. Uh, but I tell you what, for I am massively excited. I think we are really living through some serious changes in animation and I can't wait to see what Pixar do in the future because I think we haven't seen their masterpiece. I think, oh God, I said it. I'm so sorry. Masterpiece bingo. (laughs) Right, that's it. That's one masterpiece out the way. (laughs) Okay, well, look, I'm interested to see uh, what they do, but I'm more interested to hear where we're going. So I think at the end of the film, let's just pick up at the moment. Um, So they're all at the great before, uh, 22 and Joe, and they're going down to to Earth and Joe's in his body right at the end and he steps out the front door and to your point, Al, it's just end of 
Soul One. So Soul Two. Where are we going? I I had um I had that literally we continue be like my taxi driver idea. We actually on, conti- we, conti- we continue <laughs> from the end of Soul from the end of Soul, um, and uh, he takes that step, then he takes another step straight down a manhole, dead again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the maybe, we, and then it's maybe we- Pixar short. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just the feet, <laughs> really short. <laughs> and then maybe. Um, and then I, Sam and Dave come in because I just kept on thinking my seat, my title would be Soul Man, but um, that's that's kind of. That's I was trying of, to think of other titles with soul in it. I was like Soldier Boy, and like stuff like that. I've, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I know you got uh, soul. Uh, yeah. I've got um, enough. Is that the end of your idea? Then is that literally? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've been listening to seeing this. Okay, that's good now. Is that it? Is it? <laughs> well, just about, you know, over to you, boys. <laughs> come, on, come on, John. All right, I've got a bit no, of a different no pressure. idea. I'll set it up really well for you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So I've got a bit of a different idea. So um, so mine's set like six, seven years later. So we got, uh, so uh, Joe has been living his life, living every day, living every minute as much as he can. Uh, and so 22 has been on earth in a body. So she'll be like six, seven years old. So Joe's living every day like he can. He owns a jazz club. Let's just call it the Rusty Trombone. Um, <laughs> hopefully people at home will know what Rusty Trombone means if not look it up don't google it um, <laughs> so, he's, so he's running the he's running the Rusty Trombone he's like loving his life uh, he's, he's, he's the lead pianist for the, the Rusty Trombone like house band or whatever uh, but weekday mornings because he's like learned this lesson of like he's, he, he loves teaching kids and stuff he hosts like little workshops and lessons for kids to teach them jazz music and one of these kids there he thinks is 6, 7 year old 22 obviously she does doesn't remember anything about her great before life or whatever but he sees in her this little six seven year old kid he's like that's got to be 22 that's got to be 22 he starts following her around like trying to make sure if it is 22 and like trying to connect with her and whatever um her parents get weirded out and suspect him of being a sex offender and then the rest of the film is just him running from the police (laughs) what do you think guys um, yeah, like pedo souls. That's well, I thought it could be called soul sex criminal. Right, okay. Drifting off into dangerous territory. Let's pull it way back. I, I think we. I think we go to halfway through John's, and that's a really good idea. Not halfway through the idea, not the film. Really good idea. Yeah. I like the idea that he's living his life and he recognises twenty two. That's beautiful. Nice. That's I, don't, <clears throat> I, I had nothing coming into this, so except for I was going to request that we. Um, so we have the woman from uh, Hunt, Hunt for the Wilder People back in in a, in a major way because she was hilarious. Yeah. What's her name? Rachel, Rachel House Hunt. as Terry. Uh, hilarious. So I want her back in. I like John's idea a lot. I like the idea of I like the idea of owls in that you um, you pick up where the first movie ends, right? And then and then what I actually thought would be quite nice rather than having him die immediately um, <laughs> is you do you insert an up style uh montage mm, to yeah. show his life to show him in uh, a five minute sequence living life to its you know most full yeah i like that um until he's an old man and then when he's an old man that's when he meets grown up 22 i love it i absolutely who, love it uh, uh, and and somehow has to teach her a lesson 
The four hundred is onto the great I think, beyond. I think. I think. Um, I like the idea of like what is it like live every minute. So like we yeah. we start with that step, and he's literally walking down the street, and we could you know think how well Pixar could do it that he was he's literally like. Uh, not, it's not a Notting Hill moment, is it? Walking down the street with the seasons passing. It's not, it's not, that's not what you were going to say, was it? Look, look at Joe's ears. He's picked up already. What? <laughs> Guys, stay with me here. Um, Portobello Market. Um, no, <laughs> no, like, so, you know, him just relishing life on that first walk down the avenue in New York. Do you know what I mean? And I fucking loved the animation of New York in this. Like I said before, it was stylized but very real. Mm. And the same goes for the jazz bars as well. They really got that village vibe. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, they could just soak that up and that could yeah, be yeah. your opening titles or something like that as he's... Yeah, as I like that montage. And you could have loads of, there's loads of funny things there. Like what do people, like classic things, like stereotypical things that people live in every moment do. Like he's like in exhibitionist freaking camps, just like naked, just like free and open to, <laughs> open <laughs> to the wild. <laughs> like, and then just some more shots of that for five minutes and then Easy, John. Easy, John. I was going to say. I suppose, the, I suppose the, jo- the joke as well could be for kids in that walk, he's high on life, right? He's the happiest guy mm. in the world. So there could be like the hot, the New York, you know, the classic New Yorker. And he runs up to him and gives him a hug and kiss. And he's like, get the hell out of here, you bum. You know, that kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah. you know, goes up to a hot dog vendor and, yeah, smacks. So, smacks so maybe it could be then. So if we blend the idea, so, so we've got your opening... Um, the Notting Hill opening, and then we start, um, <laughs> and then and then we blend it. So yeah, he's an old man, so we take Joe's bit, but then my bit in that he runs the club, and but he's an old man in the club, and then he's looking for someone to take over his role in the band, maybe on piano. And twenty two has grown up loving music, and she's the one. It's her soul. The person with her soul is the one that ends up sort of taking over his piano at Def- the at the club. Also, you're, you're missing you're missing a, a quite a strong characterness as well. I think it, the film plays on the fact that he's still under his mother's apron a little bit, and she's old. And I think at some point she's going to die, and there could be could be an angle there as well. Because somewhat, you know, he's a you don't know that he's got a partner in this film, so he's a kind of aging guy looks to be coming up to late 40s, 50s. By this point, his mum's going to have died. That surely is going to have a, a knock on effect to him, isn't it? Well, if we want to bring Terry in looking for souls, maybe that could be, maybe he's found, because he has experience in the great beyond and stuff, maybe he can find a way of keeping his mum's soul on earth. And then Terry comes down to try to take his mum's soul, maybe something like that. And I did like, I thought, God, it was at a good point, wasn't it? When those sort of line characters were like, um, like the, the reference to some of Picasso's like light work. And obviously it's like got cubism sort of effect, a cubism sort of effect as well. But when he went down onto the planet and he was popping up, on the along the subway map, awesome. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, when you like, you're so excited. I was like, this is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he then he then he popped up in the like the the crisps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, on, in relation to that, I mean, you could almost flip it on its head that when his mum dies, she can't let Joe go. So maybe she keeps popping up on Earth through sort of um, spiritual gatherings or inhabiting other people just briefly. While she's like, "Don't do that, Joe," you know, and then disappearing again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He yeah. just sees her everywhere. Like he cooks like a piece of toast and sees his mum's face on the toast, or like he looks in the cloud and. <laughs> It's like Lion King, like there's his, there's her face and cloud. Yeah. Really enjoy the fact that toast was your first example. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't uh, bitter coffee. But um, so is that oh, a thing oh, then? Is it? Oh, bitter coffee. Is, the, is that <laughs> a thing then? Now. 
Are we going with that? The fact that he's living life. There's the montage that he lives from the end of the first film to your point out. We get the, the Portobello, Notting Hill no, forget montage. forget that. I never said that. Someone did. <laughs> right, up, right up to the point that his mum dies and then does, could his world come crashing at that point? That's excellent, James. Yeah, that's excellent. And therefore we have... The, we incorporate the jazz club and, you know, all that into it up into that point with obviously wonderful visuals and music. And that gives the story a reason to start again. You know what I mean? Him losing his mother. Yeah, very good. Um, and I just like the idea. I feel like our idea has um, potential for one of those home run Pixar endings. Maybe when they fought him in 22, finally communicate or recognize each other or mm. you know he listens to her play and he realizes her something along those lines or he finally decides that she you know is going to be the one who takes the club from him yeah you know and well, it'll just be this amazing you know be very we, emotional how moment. are we um bringing her into because it felt like we just we we had her coming in but but uh we just made the film more about his character and his relationship with his mum. How are we bringing 22 into the that's story? The, that's the opening, Joe. So, um, like, by the end of our up-style opening, which could be extended maybe, but, you know, by the end of that, his mother dies. So we've established where he is at this lo- at this point in his life, but he's mm. lost hope a little bit because he was close to his mother and they, they, they just, their relationship was a lot better post the original soul. Um, yeah, and then 22 comes in where after that, when he, when he needs the club to be taken after, over after that, when he's an older, when he's an older man and then, okay. and he needs something and he's, and he, I tell you what, he has a relationship, an up style relationship with someone younger, maybe not a kid, but someone younger. Gradually he starts to maybe believe that it's 22 and the ending yeah. for me would be him. And, and then I like that because that. if the first film is about finding your own passions, this one could be encouraging and finding the passions in other people and like bringing that out of them. So it's like a nice concept for. Plus, a this guy, this guy's had. He's, not only is he an old man, so he's had his time. He's had fucking two chances. Like I said, they broke all the. <laughs> they said, you know what? Change everything for this guy, and yeah, yeah. you know, I, you know, he cheats death, so he's lived yeah, twice. Um, you, get, you get one chance at life. No, you fucking don't. Yeah, you that's get, like, the message. <laughs> the first one as well, he's saving 22. The irony is that this time, after his mum dies, he's the one that might need saving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, what, yeah. what's 22, what's 22's like character now? Music, musician. Young female musician who... Um, who's like a bit off the rails maybe and needs some structure from like a mentor character. And like, like she, maybe she's like a maverick musician, but she's got no focus. She's got no, uh, nowhere to like channel that. And he provides that. She's a piano player, right? Because that, that's what she needs to be. She needs to be a piano player because she's going to replace him. So, so, so I was going to say, he's not getting, he doesn't want to leave the club. He's not getting, um, he's not as good as he was. And he has to, and then he learns that she's better. And he gives the, the job mm. by the end. Got a great plot twist though. All right. Once his mum dies, he takes solace in this kid, 22, you know, maybe sort of trying to work in relationship because they become some support thing. He's got to guide her through it maybe. But, and the film could climax with all of the angst right at the end to, to something, maybe it's a pivotal piece. But right at the moment, the person who he thought was 22 isn't. And 22 comes in from the side as just an old woman uh, <laughs> with, with kids, with kids, bear with me. So that's the whole, the whole point of the film is that, you know, 
it's she just comes to say hello to Joe right at the end before Joe ascends into the great beyond. And what has actually been happening this whole time is that he's been stroking up a relationship and saving a, a troubled kid, but it isn't 22. That is quite right. good. That, but maybe not like a random old woman. Like, <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> yeah, my favourite bit of that was, and then the whole point of the film is she comes up to him and says hello. All right. <laughs> Soul three, baby. There it is. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say... Uh, Maybe that is quite a cool idea if the, I don't know, but I like the idea of the piano player taking over from him and that being 22. But if it's a, another character that's been in the background the whole way through. I quite like, I quite like that it doesn't need to be 22. That's the, that's what's clever about James's idea, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I quite yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's, but it's someone else who's been in the film. It can't be... Just a random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She can even work in a coffee shop. She yeah, can exactly. go get she, a coffee every single morning. She, she's the next yeah. door neighbour. She works in the, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Giving him advice. Like every single morning when he grabs his coffee, don't forget life, you know, life can rush you by, you know, life's what happens when you're busy making other plans, that sort of thing. She'd give him advice every time he picks up the coffee and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can't be too old though. It's got to be younger actually, hasn't it? Because of when yeah. 22 would have gone into a body. Mm. So yeah. what could it be? Like, Maybe maybe a cab driver or something yeah, like that. Cab driver, bus driver, uh, like like the somewhat just like a neighbour that he bumps into every morning. In I his say apartment. I, I think cab driver because he's an old man with a walking stick now. Like what I do love is the design of him, the glasses and the trilby as the, yeah, he's as really the stretched, isn't he? Like really long fingers. Well, really he's long stretched, face. but it, he look it's so good that you know just to differentiate him from everyone else in the afterlife and stuff. So clever. Mm. Yeah, but you know who the cab driver is the cab driver's Bickle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a young Bickle. Robert De Niro. <laughs> He's really menacing, just like, it's like, like with like a gun in the in the in the in the uh, glove You should see what this twenty-two can do. <laughs> yeah, twenty-two Magnum. Um, just turns up with a mohawk one day. Yes, but he, but I think you could do the same. Joe's design, you could amplify that now he's old with like a walking stick or whatever so he has to get a cab every day and he pretty much gets the same cab every day and that cab driver ends up being 22 yeah yeah it's nice like he think no he thinks it's tied up we have the big finale with the piano he gives her the club she takes over in the band he walks away ready to put his feet up and accept that he's going to be taking a back seat gets in the cab and it's when he's driving home it's that it's the, when he's driving home it's finally revealed that the cab driver's yeah. 22 it's yeah. like and it's that you know remember in breaking bad when um he was on the toilet and he saw the inscription <laughs> in the book it's great when people have big reveals and they land in their lap mm. when then the least place they're expecting it yeah can totally. you stop calling it the club it's called the rusty trombone <laughs> good, I'm, not sure good. I'm not sure we're all sold on that mate <laughs> Okay, guys, so that's nice. It's all come together in terms of script. So let's talk cast. We are going to need a 22, and we're also going to need a young uh, student of Joe's uh, where the relationship is going to be hanging around the film. So um, I think we're going to go with the fact that the student's going to be female in this. That's right. Uh, so yeah, who are we going to um, cast as a 22 I'm year thinking, old? I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's young, but Zendaya from Greatest Showman and Disney Channel. Got the oh, music yeah. angle. Oh, she's um, a really obvious choice. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Fantastic. That okay. That's easy. good. What are we going with? That was <laughs> easy. She's great. She's great. I, I, I like her a lot. I'm, uh, I'm down with it. Yeah. If everyone's happy. So who's going to play 
Cab Driver 22. I think there's only one person. Oh, bloody hell, are we doing it? <laughs> I, I want, yeah, I want, I want a de-aged De Niro in this. Yeah, man. What, de-age voice? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We de-age his voice. We get, right, so so it looks like De Niro, so how old is this cab driver? Like, late well, he 20s? Can't, no, he's got to be 20, yeah, because he's... 2022. 20, basically, you've got to imagine that he was born when he's at the end of the original film, right? Yeah, we should make him look like a 22-year-old De Niro and sound like a 22-year-old two-year-old De Niro. Brilliant. <laughs> Okay, that's brilliant. I like it. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I suppose it's good because it needs it needs to have a big. Um, it needs to be someone wise. Like, do you know what I mean? It needs to be Morgan Freeman, but obviously not Morgan Freeman because that'd be, you know, past the sick bag. Yeah, it's well, too De Niro's, you know, like a New Yorker as well, isn't he? Like a more New Yorker kind of tone. So we've got that just bigging up that New York angle. Yeah. Of, um, with him. Quite also, the cabs, TB cabs. Yeah, this would be, uh, this, be awesome. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's, I'm in. Nice. Apart from that, I think um, the, the sort of remaining cast is Associate Barbershop, um, Graham Norton playing the spiritual guide. I don't think we need to, you know, we could bring those guys back. I think really there's two new cast members in this and that's De Niro and Zendaya, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and then, so. you know, you can play on the rest of the film. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, director, Pete uh, Doherty for the last one. Is it still him again? <laughs> That's such a shit joke, but it gets me every time. <laughs> Don't look back into that. Um, I think Pete Doctor, yes. Doctor with an E. Yeah. It's got to be. He's definitely he's definitely the man at Pixar. Yeah. He's, he's the one. Until he fucks nice. it up, we'll just keep giving it to him. Okay. And now the big one. And this is, I think, going to be the, the hardest part. What's it called? Yeah, fuck me. Um, what is it called? Soul the Rusty Trombone. <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I can live with soul to Roman numeral. Joe, oh, Roman f- numeral. Yeah, that, I'm sold. On it that. it feels so like it needs a um, like a subtitle, though, doesn't it? it I don't needs- know. Wait a minute. What the Pixar what about soul what- to soul. <laughs> I know it's it's there, there, like it? you know soul, soul to journey to the great beyond or something. It needs like you know some <sighs> to be fair. Some, territory. some thing. Soul? Well, if it's a journey, it could be a train. So it could be soul train. Yeah, I was soul man. Yeah, but soul to soul with the number two, as embarrassing as I am to say, it does fit. <laughs> but wait a minute, let's look at the. I guess the only thing, it's a technical thing. I don't care about the technicals. This is a fantasy. But Pixar do call all their sequels two, three, four, five, like all of them. Apart from Monsters University and Finding Dory. Oh, okay. Apart from those ones. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Soul 2. Joe, Roman numeral? Yes, definitely. Yes, please. Okay, and is it The Great Beyond, Joe? Is that what you want as a tagline? No. <laughs> no, that was, kick- that was kicked out. Uh, <laughs> swiftly okay we're gonna go with soul two nice one so now it comes to the all important pitch there's only one man who can take this on in a world well <laughs> i'm looking at you babe most, take it home most inappropriate trailer voice for this film um <laughs> so we start off exactly where soul one finished he takes that step 
and he's out there in the street and he's breathing the air and he's just full of life. And then we have him going down that wonderful New York Avenue and he's loving it. He kisses the hot dog vendor. He uh, he kisses a cop um, and they're all like, get out of here, you bum, but he's just loving life. And then maybe after that, we finally have the opening titles. I'll tell you what, that's something we don't men- we didn't mention. The opening titles come very late in Seoul and I yeah, love great. I, I loved that. Um, anyway, and then we see him growing to an old man. We have his design with the trilby and the glasses um, and he's got a walking stick and now he he runs and owns his own jazz club in the village um, where What's he plays where he plays piano every night it's called the rusty <laughs> shut your trom- face is what it's called go on Al <laughs> it's called shut your face John and uh, and but he's getting old he's not quite as good and people are starting to talk about about him maybe not being as good as he once was you know maybe it's time for him to you know throw in the towel every day he takes the taxi same taxi cab with the uh, you know a middle-aged taxi driver he's quite wise he has chats with him takes the same taxi downtown to the club every day but something's missing in his life he keeps on thinking about 22 he keeps on thinking i wonder if i'll ever meet 22 wonder if i'll ever see her um and this is particularly after his mother died, which is at the end of our opening. Um, and so he's sort of a bit lost and he wants to sort of, you know, he's always wondering how 22 got on. Then he meets a, a young musician, another piano player. And she's, um, you know, he sees her in another club um, and they sort of create a friendship. And um, he starts to suspect that this might be 22. He's not sure, but he starts to suspect it. And he's just, and he's fallen for her. You know, it's very emotional. He just, you know, they, they communicate through music. And gradually he starts to realise that maybe this is 22 and maybe his destiny is to hand over the the, the running of the club um, to her and he's going to, you know, take a step back. He's had his two chances at life <laughs> um, and he's going to, you know, take a step back. So finally, um, it ends with uh, her playing the piano brilliantly, him, him handing over the keys um, and she's going to play there every night and he... Uh, he thinks it's 22 and he thinks it's all done, but he gets back in the cab and he's very happy. He's very, it's a very satisfying ending. And just at that point, a conversation starts up with the, the taxi driver voiced by De Niro. And then it suddenly reveals that the taxi driver is in fact 22 and kind of been guiding him through the entire process. And the message is, it doesn't need, you know, I don't know what the message is. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was so profound, but then I fucked it up. The the message is, one, just take life as it comes. Don't try and plan for it because you don't know what's going to happen. Love it. And uh, well done, Curry, on that uh, that twist ending. I think that did make it in the end. All right, well done. There you go. Soul 2? Soul? (laughs) No, just Soul 2. We've done it. Uh, Was it possible? Well, we've done it. What would you have done? Uh, Let us know, as ever. It's just great having you along for the ride, guys. Any film suggestions that you want to do, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Any ideas? We're massively open to that sort of thing. So if you've got an idea, let us know. Anything, just come and say hi. And if not, we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, take care. Cheers.